Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Hey, girlfriend. All right. So today I want to talk about really focusing and zeroing in on things that you actually need to be focused on. I don't know if you have ever felt overwhelmed by your own obligations, <laughs> overcommitted, um, like you are drowning. Maybe you, I mean, in my own personal life, you know, I have created an online brand, right? I mean, you're listening to a podcast episode that is part of building an online brand. Here's the thing. There are, and there have been several things that I have created or built that I thought would be so awesome that I was like, this is it. This is the thing, right? And I'm super pumped about them. And then like six months into it, I'm like, this is more of a headache and a hassle and not at all life-giving like than I ever expected it to be. And maybe you aren't building an online brand. Maybe you are. Um, But I always try and want to relate anything from, you know, my experience in this person, in this specific space um, to kind of a wider space too, because I think the principles apply no matter where you feel stuck. And so if you feel, you know, like there is some obligations in your life that have totally weighed you down, or if there are some projects that you've taken on or committed to that you're like, this is more of a pain in my butt (laughs) than productive and life-giving and helpful and actually transformative to my life, then this is the episode for you. (laughs) This is the episode that I think will hopefully give you a little bit of clarity and direction and honestly, maybe just the kick in the pants that you need, because I don't know about you, but I have a hard time making hard changes that are often necessary changes. So if this resonates with you at all, whether you're building a house, a family, a brand, a business, a career, a nonprofit, an organization, something that you are creating with your precious resource of time and feel completely overwhelmed by or like it's running your life and you don't have any kind of joy from it, this It's for you. Get ready. We're going to talk about the questions you need to be asking yourself and how to let go and really focus on the things that matter most. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, friends. So today I am going to share with you something that I actually found online. I'm really passionate, not passionate. That's not the right word. I'm really committed to giving credit where credit is due. And this really helped me. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story around it. But I found this graphic from a gal who's on Instagram as Hey Amber Ray. If you have followed her, she has these really cool graphics. I think her page is incredible. It's amazing. 
definitely check her out. She's got a lot of awesome tips on there. But I stumbled across one thing that she posted um, that really actually reflects a lot of questions that I've asked myself in the past or that I've been advised to ask myself, but it was all in one space on one graphic. And I was like, yes, I love this. It was such a helpful tool. And so I wrote them down in my notebook and, you know, have been trying to really clarify and answer those for myself. And I thought, you know what, I could just repost this on my Instagram story and, you know, have, you know, 20, 30,000 people see it for 24 hours and then it could go away. Or I could put it on a podcast episode where and kind of share my experience with it um, and give you some advice and encouragement around it to really be able to expand and walk you through and guide you through it. Because even though, you know, I love that she put this on a graphic, but this is just general, helpful, (laughs) wise knowledge and something to do and a practice to implement into whatever you're creating so that if you feel overwhelmed or tired out or exhausted or burdened by what you're doing, you could really kind of help yourself out by answering these questions. So that said, I wanted to kind of take what was put in that graphic and share it here on the podcast and share my own experience with it. So I guess, again, like I mentioned in the little intro, my um, entire experience has been, you know, if you look at, if I look at everything that I've done over the last, I don't know, handful of years, five years or so, I have done a variety of different things and had different parts of a brand, okay? So if you've heard anything about my story, it all started, my online kind of endeavors started a little bit on accident when I started an Etsy store my senior year of college just for fun Um, and then it kind of evolved into having a little bit more of an online space I started writing I started sharing about my faith I started sharing about my relationships I started um, giving girls and women advice in my kind of demographic just from what I was learning and that just quickly snowballed into not only having the Etsy store but then speaking and then writing and then you know growing into coaching and um, building out the online shop more, creating resources on everything from faith to personal development to time management, and just trying all these different things. I mean, seriously, I have created courses on so many different subjects. I've spoken on so, in so many different environments from um, church conferences to college campuses, sorority houses, business conferences, like all these different spaces. Um, you know, coached women who are building online brands. I've, you know, written a book, which is crazy. Um, And everything I feel like in between run a retail store, built that, you know, grown that, built a team. And so the reason I share that isn't to be like, hey, look at all that I've done. It's almost to be like, look at all that I've done. Can you imagine how overwhelming it could be? (laughs) And um, I, you know, love what I do. But I also know that life and work and career and even business comes in phases. And that is something that doesn't come naturally to me because I'm an Enneagram three. If you don't know that, I've shared that quite a bit and I'm very multi-passionate. So it's boring for me to be like, I only do this. Like if someone's like, you can only be an author, I would just struggle so hard with that. Um, Cause I'm also entrepreneurial and I also love, you know, mentorship and discipleship and community. And so it's like, for me to just do one thing, I would literally go bonkers. And so <laughs> I have to figure out how do I streamline and zero in on the most important things because otherwise I try to hold like 15 ships and have them all float in the ocean at once. And that's challenging. <laughs> so 
Anyways, because that's kind of my nature, I know what it's like to feel like you build something you're so excited about or you're so passionate about. And then the second it's running, you get another idea and you lose steam for that. And it just becomes this like extra appendage, like this extra arm that you have to keep going, you know, and you care about it, but maybe not so much as if you are, you know, moving in a new direction or pivoting in your brand or in, you know, what you're doing or the new season of life or whatever it might be. And so, you know, I remember not too long ago, before I even shared these questions, I want to share a little bit of the backstory because I think that's really, really important. So not too long ago, I was talking to my friend and she gave me some really (laughs) simple, uh, to me kind of, it's like, it sounds obvious, but at the time it was so revolutionary advice. Um, that I have to share it because I was telling her, I'm like, gosh, I was like, I have this thing running that I'm not even really passionate about anymore. But I also know that I can't just like pull it right now because people would be mad. And then I'm not sure what I do with this. It's just kind of like existing and that's exhausting. And then I really want to create this, but I don't really have any time in my schedule, but that's what like brings me to life. And I feel like that's what I've become an expert in and yada, yada, yada. So I went into this whole thing and I was like explaining this whole picture to her and giving obviously a lot more details than I am right now. But She said something so simple that I was like, oh my gosh, Jay. (laughs) And she goes, Jordan, you need to understand that you have permission to get rid of anything in your life or business that is dragging you down or to drastically pull back on it and make the necessary changes. If you have permission (laughs) to let go of things that suck the life out of you. And I was like, I do, (laughs) because I know how easy it is to begin to play into other people's expectations and to begin to play into, well, I know that this part of my community would be bummed if you know, you're so exhausted just trying to maintain something or something is in maintenance mode and barely like getting your attention or it's not the best thing you could be doing. So they're going to be more bummed eventually when it's not serving them well because you're not able to show up there well. And so, you know, really thinking through what does that look like maybe in your life? You know, what my friend's advice was just so simple but revolutionary for me because I often wouldn't give myself that permission. I try to keep up and maintain everything. But after she said that, it really made me take a step back and look at my life kind of from a, and everything that I've created from a 30 foot lens and be like, where am I really supposed to go? And what might be actually holding me back from that? Or what might be something I need to phase out of? Or what might be, you know, unnecessary or, you know, weighing me down and not really really, is the payoff really there? I mean, what projects have I taken on that aren't really sustainable, you know? So kind of thinking through or don't move the needle, right? Maybe they're not super sustainable, but they help move the needle. Like you have to think like that because I hadn't been, and I was just so frustrated and I kind of knew some things needed to change, but I also am not someone who just likes to like rip a bandaid off and, you know, just quit everything. Like I am sometimes tempted to do that when I get burned out. I'm like, peace out. I quit everything. (laughs) Um, and then I usually have to have a reality check and be like, that would be dumb. Don't do that. Um, you know, so her kind of giving me that information or not that information, that encouragement and that advice to remember, like, you don't want to be a slave to your like own life, right. Or to your own brand or to your own work. Like there's going to be times where you have to kind of keep your head down and hustle and work and 
do it. But if it's like literally sucking the life out of you, then it may be smart to reevaluate, to kind of look back and to shut off all the voices, all the perceived expectations. I think that's also a problem is I think there's a lot of perceived expectations that we have. I don't know if you agree with that, but you know, sometimes I wrote about this in my book, Own Your Everyday, which comes out soon. Get excited. Um, super soon. Um, but I talk, I, this was a big theme of my book was this idea of expectations as well as perceived expectations, because I think sometimes we can think or assign other people's thoughts based off of maybe what a very small min- minority might say, or you know, what we would assume people's expectations of us would be. And so, you know, it can be very quick to say like, oh, well, my audience just expects me to do this. Or like my parents just expect that I'm going to, you know, do X, Y, or Z, but never actually have the conversation to find out if that's truly what they expect, right? And so we begin to perceive certain expectations, maybe based off of a comment that was made that maybe we took out of context or misinterpreted or based off of, you know, our own assumptions or maybe a small minority of our audience who expressed an expectation. That doesn't mean it applies to everyone or, you know, maybe our family or whoever it is in our lives. And so, you know, I think it's really, really key to remember that there's a difference between real expectations and perceived expectations as well as unmet expectations. And you have to ask yourself, whose expectations am I trying to meet anyway? right? Am I trying to meet this perceived expectation that I think so-and-so has of me? Am I trying to meet my family's expectations that I've never even really asked them about? Or am I trying to meet my own expectations, but really struggling and then digging myself in a hole in order to do that, right? Um, You really need to ask yourself that first. That's not even one of the questions, but I'm throwing it in there anyways, because that was starting, that was what I had to start doing when my friend said that, Jordan, you have permission and you need to give yourself permission to let go of anything that you have created or built or has been a part of your work so that you can evolve and grow and step into the next season. That was wonderful for the season that you had it, but if it's now becoming something that's weighing you down or exhausting you or that you really just can't steward well, you're doing it a disservice and you're doing yourself a disservice. So you have permission to let go of those things or begin to take the steps that it will take to most organically and healthily let go of some of those things or projects or obligations. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, like, okay, yeah, you don't have to do it cold turkey or extreme, but maybe you can start slowly backing off or delegating responsibilities or, you know, have a plan for how you're going to phase out of one project and move into the other without necessarily having nothing in between, right? So how do you do that? Well, you have to have some strategy. You have to have some wisdom. You have to ask for help, right? And you have to give yourself permission to do it in the first place. There might be some seasons of perseverance. And I think that I really want to encourage you that I'm not saying just quit everything or if it gets hard, stop. That's not what I'm saying. I truly believe that seasons of perseverance where I believe God will ask us to persevere through things those are seasons of preparation, right? Those are seasons to prepare us for what's next, to really get us ready for maybe a shift or a change or a pivot or a next phase of life. And so I think, you know, don't necessarily feel like, oh, that means I just have to drop everything that I don't like. No, (laughs) I think that's a very lazy and irresponsible approach. It's to critically look at where you are most equipped and best able to spend your time, your energy, invest your heart, right, in such a way that it's actually effective, actually impacts people, right, honors the God-given gifts that you've been given, and stewards your time and your most precious relationships well. 
That might mean it might be a little bit sucky for a while. That might mean you don't really necessarily love it. But if the, if you're doing something that ultimately stewards those things, right? And those are ultimately life-giving things, even if, even if there's some hard stuff in between, then it's probably worth doing. But if you're like, I'm literally just doing this because I have this perceived sense of obligation towards it, or I feel bad backing out of it, even though it's not actually moving the needle. It's not actually, you know, honoring my God-given gifts. It's not actually investing in my most important relationships or where I want to take our family. Then what's the point, right? So you have to kind of do a little bit of a analysis there. (laughs) Um, But with that said, that was such a helpful, simple conversation for me. And it helped me to start thinking more critically about where am I, where am I at? Where am I going? Where should I be going? Have I even thought about that? Or have I I just maybe been slapping stuff together because it works or because people asked me for it without really thinking about the long-term investment, the long-term purpose here, right? What I'm really actually equipped to do or what I'm actually passionate about doing or what I really want to do, you know? And I think I want to speak into this too, both for my Christian girls and even if you're not, you know, sharing, you know, maybe you listen to my podcast and you don't share my faith. That's okay. Uh, You're totally welcome here. Um, But, you know, I do want to share on this because I think sometimes we, there are things you have to do that you don't necessarily want to do. I always believe we have to remember we have to do the things that we have to do to steward our lives, to take care of our homes, et cetera. Like the disciplines that aren't fun and sexy and glamorous, like still got to do those, you know? Um, But at the same time, I think sometimes we can feel like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, do something that I desire to do, right? Because that mu- that must be selfish. At least that's sometimes a message that I, and a lie I've believed, um, being in, in the church and being a Christian woman, you know, sometimes I'm like, should I, f- do I, f- should I feel guilty for doing something that I, that really fires me up and that brings me life, even if it's not specifically, you know, ministry? No, I feel like, I believe like we should be in every industry, right? Like we should be using our God-given gifts and abilities for good and to impact the world. But especially, and especially if it's something we want to do, but I think sometimes we're like, oh, like I should just never do anything I want to do. And while I believe that sacrifice and humility and discipline and sometimes taking on hard things and sacrificing our desires for the common good or for the better, for, for what God's asking us to do in that season or to love our families well, or to be more present or whatever, like it's seasonal. Sure. But I don't want you to feel guilty for doing something that you actually desire to do so long as it's honorable, right? As long as it's honorable work, whether it's photography or design or, I don't know, writing or, um, you know, math or teaching or, you know, coaching or speaking. I don't care. Whatever it is, like if it fires you up, girl, like even if it's in beauty or fitness or, you know, I think sometimes we have this idea like, oh, well, like maybe we shouldn't be involved in that because that's worldly. No, sister, You can do the things that you are excited about, but don't try to do all the things that you, you know, find interesting. And there's a difference. Don't try to do all the things people might put pressure on you to say yes to just because everybody wants you to do them, right? So I think you have to ask yourself some questions as you step into building your life, building your career, building your family and building your business or whatever, even if you don't have a business, like your life is your business in some ways, meaning not necessarily from a place of like how you normally think of business, but it's no one else's business, right? It's your business and it's yours to steward and to do well with. And profit doesn't always necessarily just mean financial profit in terms of life. You know, you obviously can't have a business if you don't have profit when you talk about a real business, but actually just the business of our lives, the the tasks we've been given to do, the impacts, the problem solving, the, you know, things we've been asked to steward, Here's the thing, 
It's no one else's business. <laughs> and on top of that, you can profit things like connection and time and presence and joy and confidence. So you still are in the business of building a life worth living, right? So I always think it's funny because so many girls are like, oh, I'm not in business. I'm like, well, you still need business principles. You still need business strategy. You still need to have some clear understanding of how you can actually invest something to gain something or to step into what you're really gifted at so that you can work in a way that thrives, right? How can you most effectively be a wife? What gifts can you bring to the table and invest those in your marriage so that your marriage can profit in terms of love, connection, faithfulness, growth, right? Like you have to, it's really actually important to think about things like that. So when you're looking at your life and when you're looking at everything that you have to do and maybe some of those things that, you know, weigh you down, you need to ask yourself, is this something that I'm just not liking? Because it's hard but it's ultimately an investment in the long term, right? And in things that ultimately matter. So you can't really just quit that. But if it's something that you've just taken on to take on, or it's maybe not something that you wanna do long term, then this is where you need to start thinking critically. Thank you to Grove for sponsoring this episode. Grove is one of my favorite brands for non-toxic cleaning and household products. And what I'm super excited about is that spring is finally here. The weather starts to clear and we can finally get outside. But that can also mean a little bit of mess, and it's not all that fun to clean it up. Whether it's a trail of muddy paw prints from the dog or a pile of dishes from our first meal outside, nothing cleans my house like the spring scents from Grove. Grove makes healthier home products accessible and affordable. Over half a million families shop Grove.co for non-toxic dish soap, plant-based skincare, and tree-free bath tissue. Grove makes it easy to find the best natural, eco-friendly products online and delivers them straight to your door so you can make better choices for your family with just one click. Everything available at Grove is healthier for you and the planet, and it really works, which is kind of the whole point, right? Grove delivers natural brands you love, like Mrs. Meyers, Seventh Generation, Burt's Bees, and Grove straight to your doorstep. I recently got the spring scents for the multi-surface spray or the counter cleaner, and it's absolutely one of my favorites. Our kitchen smells glorious. <laughs> There's an exclusive Mrs. Myers offer from Grove, and I want to tell you about it before it runs out. So you basically just need to select your favorite spring scents like peony, lilac, or mint, and then new customers will get a free cleaning set in these limited edition scents when you place your first order of $20. Try Grove right now before the exclusive spring offer runs out. For a limited time, my listeners get a three-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer's Spring Scents, a free 60-day VIP membership to Grove, and a surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. Check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash she. That's grove.co slash she. Sister, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear in this space, I know you're going to love my new book, Own Your Everyday, and it's coming out in just three weeks. I know, I know. I've been talking a lot about it, but that's because I believe in this book to my core. It has the tools, steps, and advice not only to change your life, but also to help you confidently chase after your dreams while remaining content and intentional where you are with what you have. I have been told by so many women that the reason they feel stuck, unsatisfied, or like they don't know what to do next with their lives is because they have no idea where to start. They have an idea, a passion, or a gift, 
but feel discouraged either because it's been done before or they're afraid to fail or even feel embarrassed to be seen starting small or pivoting from what they were already doing. This book helps solve all of that and more. And like I said, it releases in just three weeks on May 14th, but you can pre-order right now. Pre-ordering is super smart because you won't be charged until release day and you get immediate access to some awesome bonuses that you only get when you pre-order. These bonuses include a coaching course with me where I help you sift through your best ideas and prioritize your projects and your passions and more. You also get access to a secret podcast episode where I reveal all the behind the scenes details that went into the making of this book. You also get 20% off any item in my shop of your choice and early access to the first two chapters so you can dig in right away. These bonuses end on May 13th, so be sure to go to jordanleedooley.com slash book to pre-order your copy and claim your bonuses and support your girl because pre-orders really, really help the success of this book. And so if you want to support a new author, a girl chasing after a big dream, I would love for you to support me in this way. It really would mean the world. So just go to jordanleedooley.com slash book to pre-order, claim your bonuses, and support your little Indiana girl chasing big dreams. Thanks, sister friend. You are the best. So with that in mind, here are a few questions that I want you to think about, okay? The first is how am I feeling about this thing, okay? You can ask that more generally, right? And this, some of these come from this graphic that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Um, I'm going to try to link it in the show notes. I'm not quite sure how to do that, but if I can figure it out, we will do that. But anyways, some of these questions come from the graphic and then I added a little bit of my own spin on it too. But um, first question is, how am I feeling? So how are you feeling generally? And then how am I feeling toward this specific project, goal, um, obligation, thing in my life? Okay. And then get a little bit deeper. Why am I feeling that way? Especially if it's negative, but even if it's positive. So the, the question first is, how am I feeling generally? And then how am I feeling about this specific thing or this specific thing or that specific thing? Once you answer that, why am I feeling that way? Then ask yourself, okay, what is not working? Okay. This is kind of going deeper into the why. What is not working about this? Is it not working because um, I'm not being very effective or I'm feeling stuck or I'm not seeing growth or whatever the issue is? What is not working? Where are you not seeing forward progress? Where are you not seeing improvement? What is not fruitful about whatever it might be that you're maybe feeling negative about or exhausted by? Answer that question. Then ask yourself, what is working? What is working well? What is life-giving for me? Or what maybe if you're thinking in terms of marriage, what communication strategies have been working well? What's been helpful? What's allowed you to improve? So ask not only what's not working, but also what is working. If you're doing something in your business or in your career, hey, what's been working in the office? What's been working within the team? How can I you know, really zero in on that? And then what's not working so well? So those are really two important questions to ask yourself. Then I would move into asking, what is it that I need? Have I been focusing on the needs that I have or have I been focusing more on the wants that I have, right? Because sometimes we can have these really big goals and I'm here for it. Trust me, I'm such a goal person. But here's the thing. I think we can get so zeroed in on our goals and the things that we want to happen or that we hope to see happen. Again, nothing wrong with having dreams, desires, and wants. But when those begin to take over what we actually need, like I need rest. <laughs> I need to connect with my spouse. I need to 
make sure that we're having consistent team check-ins. I need to be really present after dinner. You know, I don't know what it is, but you need to be asking yourself, like, what do you actually need in your everyday? I mean, this is, again, goes back to a lot of the heart for my book is you know, I'm so much about chasing the things that you hope to have that you want, but at the same time, focusing on what are the needs of this day today of my heart, of my mind, of my body, right. Of my relationships. Like we can so often bulldoze through those and overlook those when we're so focused just on what we want. And so there has to be a careful balance and you're going to be out of whack. You're going to overcommit yourself. You're going to feel dragged down when you're focusing more on only the things that you want, maybe in some future time, than on the things that you actually need. So consider what you're chasing and maybe what you've overcommitted yourself to. Um, and then get back to, are those things needs or are they wants? And how can I steward the needs that I have and zero in on maybe one once or two once, right? And make sure that I'm not neglecting the actual needs that I have um, for rest, for self-care, for um, quiet time, for family, right? For the things that really fuel you to be able to go after the bigger things, even if that means it takes a little bit longer to get there. It, it helps you do it in a sustainable way so that you don't feel like everything in your life is totally weighing you down. So ask, what do I need? Then ask yourself, what am I confident in? What am I proud of? You know, I just not too long ago made a Facebook post with a picture of me in my book because, and I actually did a live video on it too, because honestly, you guys, I'm nervous to release this book. <laughs> I'm just admitting that to you. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if they don't like it? Like, what if they do like it? That's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. So anyways, I wrote something and I'm going to share it with you because I think it's really important for us to remember. It's not about being prideful. It's not about being boastful. It's not even about being, you know, having a big fat ego, but it's about being confident and believing in what you've been given to do. And so I wrote this the other day. I said, sister, I don't care if you're writing a book or painting canvases or building a team or anything in between. You have to be proud of what you create before another person has a chance to give their compliments or critiques of it. So I want you to think about what is it that you're creating? Are you creating a home where your family can grow up and a, you know, a childhood for your kids? Are you creating a small business? Are you creating, you know, a classroom environment for, for kids that you teach? Are you creating a marriage? Are you whatever it is? I need you to think about that and then zero in on what that is. And then I want you to ask, am I proud of it? Can I truly look at it and think, I have given this my best and I'm proud of it. A principle that I talk about in Own Your Everyday is this idea and this concept of the difference between striving to be the best and simply giving our best. So this is why this question is so important because when we strive to be the best, sometimes we can just do, try to do all the things and, you know, be the best mom and the best wife and the best business owner and the best employee and the best, you know, I don't know, everything, literally everything, right? And so we want to try to be the greatest all the time. And that's really striving for recognition. Um, and I think sometimes when we strive for recognition, we can miss out on relationships um, and those are much deeper. And so when you really look at you know, the work along the way, you might get the recognition anyways, right? But I think sometimes when we're striving after trying to be the best at whatever, and trust me, this is coming from someone who is an achiever and a competitor. So like I'm preaching to the choir and to myself when I say this, but, um, you know, 
when we get so caught up in being the best, we often fail to give our best at the things that truly matter most, um, the things that are truly sustainable, the things that give us roots, the relationships that really matter, right? Even if necess- you know, a certain dream doesn't necessarily come true in the timeline that we'd like or whatever it is. And I think that we get that message a lot, like nothing matters more than what you want to do and your goals and your ambitions and your dreams. And to some degree, like I want to emphasize that those things are so important. But if you look at the, like, if you take your eyes off of that one want for two seconds and look at your entire life, like, look at those relationships, look at, you know, your heart, (laughs) look at your home and say, am I proud of this? Like if I, if today was my last day and that actual dream that I see in the future doesn't come true, would I be proud of what I'm doing right now? Would I be proud of the way that I'm, you know, giving my time and dividing my time and investing in people and doing the things and being intentional with the everyday things and the disciplines that I have and the gifts that I've been given? Or am I so focused on just trying to be the best that I'm taking on way too much? So ask yourself, what am I proud of? And am I proud of the things that I create or that I'm building or stewarding before I get the applause of anyone else? Before my neighbor points out how great of a mom I am or before I get the award or hit the New York Times bestseller list or, you know, whatever our goals and ambitions might be, am I proud of what's happening now? Am I proud of what's happening today? And if you can't honestly answer that because you're so caught up in so many things, that's a huge indicator for you. So I hope that you take pride in your work. I hope that you take pride in the hard work of your hands and that you're confident in what you're building before you get the feedback from anyone else or the recognition from maybe being the best or achieving some idea of the top or the greatest, whatever these things are, and just really showing up in your everyday. So ask yourself, what am I proud of? Okay. Next question, what can I let go of or what is not life-giving? So again, this goes back to all of our tendencies to just want to be the best or want to be recognized or want to be applauded or please others or whatever. And ask yourself, like, is is this something I could let go of? Like maybe I created this project a few years back and it served its purpose and it was great for a season, but I'm super, you know, feeling super called to this next thing or really excited about educating others in this way or, you know, um, stepping into marriage. And so that means I need to let go of maybe all of my guy friends because that's kind of funny unless my husband's actually friends with those guys, you know, or like, I don't know, that's just an example. But, you know, think about, when it comes to your obligations, where you split your time, your talent, your energy, your finances, everything, really, I think you need to ask, what can I let go of in this season? Because you can't grow and take on new things and step into the next best step for you and really own your everyday and be intentional where you are if you're holding on to all these things from the past, right? All the comforts or the, you know, the unhealthy relationship or the bad habit from, you know, last year that you just kind of fell into and have now gotten very comfortable in or whatever it is. I actually wrote about that in the book too, you know, and ask yourself, what can I let go of? Because that's going to help you identify what's actually holding you back rather than helping propel you forward in what you're ultimately made to be doing right now in this season of your life. Okay, the last question, and this is something that I ask myself for my business and for my brand because I got to a point where I had to finally ask myself, 
what does my brand say yes to and what does my brand say no to? Because otherwise I can start saying yes to anything that looks like a decent opportunity. I've seen this a lot online and I'm going to, don't worry, I'm going to apply this to something else in life too. But as someone who's multi-passionate, I know what it feels like to have multiple things running. And the problem isn't necessarily having multiple projects running, right? Like I said, my brand in this season will say yes to stewarding a book. We'll say yes to a podcast. We'll say yes to a retail store, right? We'll say yes to having a select few online courses. Like there's a few things, but I know that if I'm going to say, take on something else in the future or, you know, create something else, there might have to be a time where I say, okay, at this point of the game, this brand no longer says yes to a retail store or no longer says yes to, you know, multiple speaking engagements a year. Like they're, it's seasonal. And so you need to think about that in your life. What are things that my brand says yes to? What are things that our household says yes to? What are things that I say yes to with my time, with my energy? And what are things that I say no to? right? And that could change by season, right? After I got married, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go out every Saturday night and, you know, hang out with my friends till 2 a.m. That would be, unless my husband's husband's with me, it's kind of not going to work the same way it did when I was in college, you know? And so knowing that in different seasons of life and in different phases of life and in different areas from your business to your career, to your schooling, to your, you know, relationships and marriage and all those things, what do you say yes to? And what do you say no to? And then evaluate what you have. Once you identify that, look at what you've said yes to and think, do half of these things actually fit in what I say is the no category? And then how can I take, you know, steps to change and shift that so that it aligns with what I actually say yes and no to a lot better. That's going to help guide you to really weed through a lot of the obligations you have and make healthier, more intentional decisions. So those are all the questions I have for you. I think those are hopefully really helpful guidelines. I'd really encourage you to write those down in a notebook and go through them and answer them in your own life and then weigh that against what you have said yes and no to, what you have currently taken on, what might not be life-giving for you, what you need to let go of, and really start thinking about that. And the book's really going to help guide you in that even more. So I really do hope you get that. I'm not just trying to plug it. I'm just seriously believing in it. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to kind of give you this kind of exercise to start off with and start checking in with yourself and start, you know, thinking through what you really need to be focused on so that you can best show up for what you were made to do and not do a bunch of things that really aren't helping move the needle on that, you know? Um, so again, that some of these questions were inspired by a graphic I saw online. I shared her handle earlier in the episode, but kind of added my own spin on it because these were helpful for me to get me thinking. And then there were a couple that I was like, well, this needs to be something we answer to. So several questions for you to really think through and dive into. And if you take nothing else away from this episode, please remember this. You have permission to let go of things in your life that are not working, are not stewarding your ultimate priorities, or helping move the needle in the direction that you are going. Did you hear? I'm coming to your city. Yep, I'm going on book tour, which is really more like throwing little parties around the country all during the month of May. And I want you to come join the fun. First, I'm heading to Nashville, where we'll have the ultimate launch party on May 14th. And then I'm stopping in the following cities. Indianapolis, Dallas, Chicago, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Atlanta, and Charlotte. If you're in any of these areas and want to come join the fun, be sure to grab your ticket because there's limited space at each stop and seats are filling up fast. Or if you're not in any of these cities, I've still got something for you. On May 13th, the night before launch day, 
I'll be doing a live virtual signing that you can tune into and get your book signed and personalized right there on the spot. You can literally watch me do it as if we were in person. Just go to jordanleedooley.com slash OYE dash tour or click the link in the description of this episode to grab your ticket and save your spot for whichever stop or signing you want to be a part of. I can't wait to see you on the road, my friend. We're going to have a blast. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.